Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. Can I sleep for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Prime back to Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You crying in a limo sent home. How embarrassing. The most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right. You might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Balls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. Welcome back. You are listening to the Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. I'm your host, of course, Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining us. If it's not too much to ask, maybe leave a review. Click five stars. Maybe send this link, text this link to a friend that is or is not interested in the Bachelorette or Bachelor. I'm not interested in it, and I'm here, so it's the least you could do. Since I'm doing this for you, something to think about. I am joined now, as always, by Mr. Ed Daly. Whoa, hold on. Stop. That's a different podcast. I am joined right now. We'll fix that in post. I am joined right now, as always, by the real, by the glue that keeps the Bachelor lifestyle together, like the, the engine, you know, one of those metaphors, one of those things, the wheels, whatever. His name's Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. Yeah, buddy. That was a that was a smooth intro. It really was. I'm a pro. Almost every part of that was very smooth, polished. I'm gonna put that um, on my reel. It's a good idea. Yeah. Um, shop my just, reel around. I'm gonna throw that on my reel, and then you shop it around for me, okay? At Fox Sports Radio. Now, um, in case a buddy of yours shared this with you, and you're catching us for the first time, I need to just kind of let you know um, we've been called. Yes, a great white shark in a sea of bachelor podcasts. That's right. Why do they call us that? Teeth. Yeah, it, it, we have it has teeth. It has I teeth. Mean, uh, you show. know, we we don't really uh, mince words. Uh, we don't we don't have any relationships to protect. That's right. So, we don't pull uh, punches. We don't traffic in spoilers. That's the thing too. Um, a lot of bachelor nation, a lot of the bachelor fans, they love to get the spoilers. They like Not to us. see what they're contestants are doing offline social media wise Hell no. uh, we watch the show we react to the show so um this is a very easy podcast to consume and that it's it's very uh linear you know we, right. we just we watch a show we react to it yeah, um, and anything that happens outside of it we let our buddy reality steve recap it at the end of the season that's right and we're Des- taking care of. despite our close relationship with the great reality steve who will not have us on his bachelor podcast, but has welcomed both of us onto his daily <laughs> sports podcast. Despite our close relationship with the great reality, Steve Carbone, we don't traffic in spoilers here. We don't, we don't look ahead. We, we take, we roll with the punches. We take it as it comes just like the, just like the viewer. And it's, it's more fun that way. Now we pick up this podcast up. This is our second podcast of charity season. That's right. 
um, and there has been three episodes. Yeah. So to give you the quick four-hour recap, um, it's it's kind of starts after the introduction limo episode. And that's right. Yeah, that would be episode two. The, yeah. Dudes are at the, the Bachelor Mansion. That's right. Um, and they have to have the the obligatory dudes outside on the balcony yelling Charity's name. Yeah. So we had that to start that the episode. Always, always fun. Um, the star of this season, the star so far anyways, and the villain and the hunk and how, whatever, whatever word you want to use is Braden. And I have yet to discuss this with my co-host, Brian Beckner. But Tell me. Braden looks like a younger, much more fit, uh, much more tanned, uh, double earringed version of Brian Beckner. Oh, you think so? I don't see it at all. Are you serious? I don't see you don't it. see it? Oh. Well, I, mean, I don't. It's the feather earrings. I mean, I do kind of see it. It's. He wears the horn rim glasses. He's clearly starved for attention. He's courting attention. And there is, yeah, he's kind of a younger, more square jawed version. I can kind of see it. I can, it's, it's, you, you need to squint, but I, I see now, what you're saying. Now, last episode, you know, the great John Ramos, um, buddy of ours. He, yeah, he told me that he particularly liked your line about how, in person, you're a much better looking person than you are on your social media. Posts. It's true. It's true. It's just uh, that's just truth. That's just me spitting truth. I'm very handsome in real life. So Braden is like your handsome in real life self, but like half your age <laughs> and and fit with all this hair, you know? I, I mean, this is not you are uh by comparison not complimenting me here. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate it. Um, so anyways, the first one-on-one date of the entire season is given away and it's to um Aaron B. He's the um he's the coin flip guy. Aaron B is the guy that oh, had yeah. the double-sided rate by omission. Yeah. Yeah, I know who and, he is. And never gave up the joke. He just he he said heads you kiss me, yeah. tails you don't and Disgusting. he flipped ahead. Um and I, and he whipped out the keyboards on night one. He's just a smooth black guy who is attractive and has her attention. He gets the first one-on-one date in uh, Los Angeles. But I mean, imagine tricking someone into kissing you. Just take the, just take that and, and and mush it around in your brain a little bit. Right. What, what kind of person is the kind of person that will trick another person? into kissing them. It's a disgusting display in my opinion. You want you yeah. if you if you want somebody to choose to want to interact with you. You don't want to, you don't want to make it a, a a a one-sided game, a parlor trick, filthy behavior in my opinion. Go ahead. Especially from Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Ev- everyone That's goes right. out of their way to make sure that the other one feels validated seen. and seen. That's right. There was another buzzword in this episode I'll get to later, another yep. Gen Z term yep. that I love. So, um, As, Aaron, a, as a father, we t- I talk to my children about consent and, and checking in. And consent yeah. doesn't mean, hey, look this way while I steal a kiss. 
you disgusting, filthy pig. Go on. So um, Aaron B., attractive black dude, gets the first one-on-one date. And it's a trip to the Hollywood sign, which unbeknownst <sighs> to me is celebrating its 100th anniversary. Yep. Anyone who's followed my social media knows that I've walked to the Hollywood sign, um, you know, dozens of times. Yep. It's, You're a hiker. It's a, it's a, it's a nice walk. It's, it's very it's a nice trip. Yeah. Iconic, iconic symbol yep. in our American uh, landscape. So they get a chance to drive up and uh, I don't know, even know. I'm not a car guy. I'm thinking a Mustang, like a 66 Mustang. It's the convertible. I've already where, forgotten. When you're driving a in a convertible, you have to yell at each other. It's it's not a pleasant I used, drive. I used to have a boss that had a convertible, and it was oppressive because we would go to client meetings, and he'd be like, I, I'll drive, and I'd be like, of course. And I'd have to ride in this stupid fucking convertible, and my hair would blow around. And the hair. The hair. Exactly. Yeah, yeah the hair. Like, what, what are we doing here? Like, we're supposed to look presentable. My clothes are all wrinkled. I, 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 look, like, I look like I've been through a war. Showing up to a meeting. Also, this idiot could look cool in his fuck with the top down. Get the fuck out of here. Get a motorcycle, guy. How about that? So um, Aaron, as they're winding their way up to the Hollywood sign, he says, I feel like I'm in a movie with charity like we're Bonnie and Clyde. Um, those were two real life bank robbers who killed people. And they got um, murdered at the end. They get murdered yeah. they, or they got the police. They die in a shootout at the end of the yeah. movie. It's it's. It's Warren Beatty, who had all the sex, and Faye Dunaway. They get they get shot at the end of the movie. Bad, I mean, bad analogy. They could have picked one of at least eight million couples in any movie, and they picked yeah, he picked yeah. that one. How about um, Mickey and Mallory, Natural Born Killers? Would that be a good yeah, one? No, that's a fun one. Okay. Um. So the dude's back at the house, right? Uh, talking about guys being here for the right reasons. And that's kind of when Braden's name comes up. Now, um, if you listen to our last episode, you know that undercover brother, which was Charity's brother, Nehemiah, as a bartender, he's already given her a forewarning about Braden, saying that he's he's conceited, he's arrogant. uh, But she ignored that advice and still gave him the first impression, Rose, um, I mean, he's now, a, he's a contestant on The Bachelor, so it goes without saying he's all of those things. Of course he is. But are we uh, are we starting to think Braden's a plant here, Jason? Like Jay, this could be our our one of our actors this season. Okay, um, yep. I I I don't have a plant. It hasn't really hit me that he's a plant. Me either. I will say I will say this: there are many more layers to Braden than it seems. And he he ends up making a lot of great points and exposing the show he for does. being the fraud that he it does. is. Because you and I both are on the record of, of saying this, that the show is despicable. It, yes. it humiliates people. It does, of course it and does. if you're signing up for it, you're you're losing a lot of your dignity. And Braden kind of by the end of these four hours here points out a lot of the show's inconsistencies. And I kind of like it. I like it too. um, Yeah. And anybody this happened, well, you see this a lot. Anybody that, that discusses their relationship or potential relationship with the contestant on the show, as if it were a real relationship gets treated as a pariah in this show. So when people are like, (laughs) Hey, 
you know, if this works out after this, we'll get to know each other and maybe, you know, down the road we um, get engaged. And and they're like, what? No, like I'm here to get married. Like and it's 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 when someone speaks about things in realistic terms, they're seen as a crazy person on this show, which is great. Yep. That's, and that's exactly what he does. So, um, so this date at the Hollywood sign is, is fine. They actually get to like walk up to the Hollywood sign and touch it, which if you've been up there on a hike and stuff there, they don't allow you to actually go up and touch it. There's a fencing around mm-hmm. it and you can't get inside. So it's cause people kill themselves on there. And also a guy changed the, um, the sign to say Holly weed a couple years ago. <laughs> So, yeah. so they got they got special bachelor access. Yeah. Um, now um, they have their uneaten food at the Pantages Theater. I don't know if anyone else noticed that, but it's it's the lobby of the Pantages Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, went and saw Hamilton there oh, less than a year ago. So sorry for you. <laughs> a great performance. Uh, no, impossible, impossible. Um, Historical rapping. Don't stop pretending you liked Hamilton. Go on. So. Um, so uneaten food, if you're just tuning into the podcast for the first time, yeah. uneaten food is um, is when the couples sit down at night and they're overly dressed. They never eat the food yeah. in front of them. And then they tell each other about each other's trauma. Yeah. Um, a lot of times it's, it's like a steak or a pork chop or something. I didn't. I, I'll be honest. This is this is a heavy fast forwarding season for me. But yeah, last season, last season, I was invested. I was I watched intently all the episodes of Zach Shalcross's Bachelor season and The Bachelorette. Obviously, it's not as interesting of a show in general. Uh, so this was heavy fast forwarding for me. Do we can you report on what was not consumed at the meal? Because I always like to check. And by the way, you've you already kind of gave up your you already can't give up your secret here. The reason why you're not watching every minute of the bachelorette is because your girlfriend's not that's, watching. That's it true. With you. She's so. not, she's not interested at all. Like yeah, I, she's out. I kind of like floated it and she's like, Oh no, no, I'm not doing that. So, um, Aaron B must not have much trauma. Cause the most that he could offer up is that there was a woman once that wasn't nice to him. And yeah. he went to, he went to therapy for her. Yeah. Um, so, that was his trauma, and I guess his line of the entire uneaten food session was, I think I could be the man you deserve to be with. You are a ton of green flags, which oh, is kind man. of it's an interesting kind of a, a turn of phrase um, on it, red flags. No, he, the Aaron flags. is a sociopath. That's just something a sociopath <laughs> says. This is this is the same guy that's like, hey, look the other way, and then he sneaks a kiss. Disgusting. Yeah. And yeah. then he goes... And, he, he has he has a canned line where he goes, "Hey, by the way, you're green. You're a green flag. That is so gross. This is sociopathic behavior. I'm I'm here to say it. I'll be the first to say it. I don't care if it's unpopular. This man is a sociopath. I mean, Aaron B. Over the next four hours becomes a major player he in does. this season. Well, I fast forwarded quite a bit. Yeah. He becomes Braden's chief rival. Yeah. Um, so. More on that later. Now, uh, back at the mansion, first date card of the season. Yep. Reads simply suns and buns out. Um, oh, yeah. So we're, we're probably talking speedos on the beach. Yeah. Uh, lots of lots of um, bodies, lots of skin. 
Um, they go back to the uneaten food. They wrap it up. She she uh, gives them a rose mm-hmm. or is about to. Mm-hmm. And she, but she's got one surprise, Brian. One surprise for them. What's that? They're they're going to be serenaded by Lauren Elena. Uh, one. Let me guess. Is she um, quasi country, and no one's ever heard of her, but they act like they know who she is. You missed one. You missed one important detail. White. Typically speaking, uh, bachelor contestants are serenaded by Caucasian. That's right. Country, not country. Yes. Uh, artists and yes. Lauren Elena fits fits that criteria perfectly. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where charity has to tell the viewing audience who she is and what her number one hit is. And they dance and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, does it, does it ever bother you when you can tell that someone's famous has just dropped the last name and is using their middle name as their last name at take, for instance, Lauren Elena. <laughs> What's her real name? I don't know, but I'm, I'm oh, guessing okay. that she had a last name that was, yeah. that went after Elena. It's she just dropped it. My middle name's my middle name's Wade. So if anybody wants to cast me in something, I'll just be called Brian Wade. Sounds better than Brian Beckner, right? I think it's Lauren Elena Berkowitz. Yeah, yes, uh, so, exactly. See? So um, so um, at the beach, the sun's out, bun's out group mm-hmm. date yep. ends up being dodgeball. Dodgeball <sighs> on the beach. Yeah. Um, Kind of a, a funky setup, yeah. but the most notable thing about this dodgeball on the beach is that Jesse introduces as a, as like the third or fourth bachelor dodgeball game, and you kind of forget. Yeah. We've done so many of these things, you forget. But the last time there was a dodgeball game, remember Claire made the guys like get naked and show their penises to him. Remember that? Mm, and a guy named a guy named Yosef called her out on it, like. What the hell is this, man? Oh. I'm not going to... I have kids. I mean, Yosef gonna... was the real piece of shit that get, got kicked off the show, right? Like the, the, All the other guys ganged up on him. Am I right? Yeah, well, Claire yeah. only had like two or three episodes, yeah. but within that episode, Yosef really dressed her down because she made dudes get naked in that front of her. He, that is kind of weird. He wasn't into that. She wanted to check but, out the goods. So uh, Dodgeball 4, Bachelor, whatever that is, um, includes... As Jesse Palmer puts it, L.A. broadcasting legend Liz Habib. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she does she does Rams post game on Channel 11 with Vince Ferragamo, who sells real estate in Anaheim Hills. (laughs) (laughs) The key word is she did. Oh, she tells she's not she's not working Channel 11 anymore. I mean, as of like 18 months ago, she no longer lives in L.A. And I thought she was like teaching a media class in New Jersey. Oh. The last I heard. So she must know somebody, though. She like you could have got you could have got. um This is ABC. You could have got Rob Fukuzaki. Yes, that's what <laughs> it's such a, a strange choice. And to to mention her as LA broadcasting yes. legend, yeah. Yeah. I know I know tweaks two people like it, oh, Petros it, Petros Mavridakis, who you seem to mention every week on the show. Petros, I'm sure, but I the, I was thinking more specifically about local sports legends Fred Rogan and Jim Hill. Oh yeah, like they must yeah. have heard that and been yeah. like, "What? Yeah, Liz Habib? Yeah. She's a uh, Johnny come lately." Yeah, that's uh, true. You know. 
uh, minority hiring. Oh. You know, she, you know, that's <laughs> she, what they wait, probably well, said. Yeah, she's still, I don't, I don't know if she's a minority, is she? Um, so Xavier, uh, smart, yeah. good-looking black guy, says he's played a lot of dodgeball, so he thinks he's got a he's got a uh, an advantage here. Well, now, keep in mind, yeah, it's a it's the uh, fluorescent pink team against a fluorescent green team. They're yeah. all wearing speedos, yep. and the the team that wins, Brian, yeah, they get to spend more time with charity. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, but this always this always gets turned around and they end up they end up inviting the whole team or else they cancel the party. Like whenever they say one team gets to spend more time, that never works out. It typically doesn't. I will say this. This time they kind of stuck to the rules, but they did have one caveat. They said um, the team that wins and the game MVP. Oh, could, which gets, could be on the losing go, team? Gets to go to the cocktails. And for whatever reason, um, Adrian, who is a rival of Braden's and has a child, he gets the MVP on the losing team. So he's going to the cocktails with the winning team. Was this, was this, this is like the 2014 finals when the, when the Warriors beat the Cavs. Yes. But but LeBron James had 39 points in every game and they're like, "Oh, LeBron James is the MVP." So they ended up giving the MVP to remind me the guy's name. He went to U of A. Andra Iguodala. Iguodala, they gave the MVP to Iguodala who defended LeBron James and held him to only a 39-point scoring average in the series. Only to have uh his Layup blocked a year That's later right. when right. the Cavs erased a 3 1 lead. That's right. Um, when Draymond Green punched everybody in the dick for some reason. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so the winner of the dodgeball, the team that won the dodgeball includes Braden, yep. our our villain. Now, hold on a sec, because. I'll be honest. I didn't watch this part. I did see the. I did see the um, the bright green underpants that they were wearing. Now, what you said, one guy said he had a lot of experience playing dodgeball. Well, that's a lie. Xavier, that's Xavier, a lie. Yeah. I mean, we've all played dodgeball. Now, I haven't played dodgeball since I was I don't know eleven, but I feel like I would fuck some dudes up in dodgeball because I can throw and catch and avoid a ball. So, how what assess the skills? Of well, the players uh, of this game. Well, here that's the source of controversy because okay. uh, not much highlights. I, th- I think on the losing team, uh, pro wrestler Caleb. Oh, huh. It was it was revealed that he played uh, college baseball. Oh, and he's a southpaw with a hose. Like he oh, just yeah. he was just gunning people down. But what kind of balls were they playing with? Like handballs, like the red ones, because it depends on the kind of ball, how hard you can wing it. You can't really get a handball going that fast. Oh, well, yeah, that's the thing. And yeah. the, no, they're the rubber balls, you yeah. know. And if yep. you catch it, the, the other person is oh, eliminated. Yeah. And stuff, yeah, but yeah, so yeah. no, the rules. So um, Xavier, I guess, did pretty well. But but this the source of controversy was Caleb was the star of the losing team. And Braden points that out at the cocktails. Yeah. He says, I think I think Caleb was the MVP. And on national television, on these prime real estate that the yeah. Bachelorette has, yeah. you had Braden and the MVP, Adrian, 
arguing yeah. that Adrian didn't deserve the MVP on on national TV in front of a bunch of dudes. Well, you I, didn't deserve it, dude. I thought I thought Caleb did, and Adrian's like, yeah, I deserved it. Trust me. I no, I appreciate Braden in this sense. He's standing up for fair play. Now, one more thing: can you assess the play by play abilities of L.A. market legend Liz Habib during the dodgeball game? I mean, I watched closely, and they they allowed one sentence in the final edit, and it was about I don't know six or seven words, and yeah. it was something about. I mean, there's a lot on the line here, <laughs> and that was about and that was about it. That's it. Wow. Yeah, I mean, they <laughs> they showed her. Yeah. I was telling uh, my hot girlfriend Christina. Christina. That yep. Most of her airtime was all the wind on the beach kept blowing her hair in her face, and she kept tape. She kept trying to fight the hair in her face. So, ninety percent of the airtime that she got was her with hair blowing in her face. And then they, they allowed her that one line. She was, she was completely useless. Um, Who's the comedian, the comedian that, um, that passed away that used to do these competitions. Oh, uh, Fred Willard. Yeah. Like they kind of used to do him dirty like that too. They had him say maybe a couple funny things and then they, they just didn't use them very much. I bet um, the paycheck was nice, though. R.I.P. Fred Willard. It's true. Yeah. His uh, grandkids are are seeing bachelor royalties for sure. Um, so here's the deal. Um, you know, as as many of the group dates end up, you have a lot of uh, guys making out with charity. Um, mm-hmm. Half Chinese guy John, who had the fortune <laughs> cookie in episode one. Yes. He gets the rose, even though Braden and Adrian both feel like they made a, an impact on charity. Yep. They were, you know, they were arguing over the MVP. But um, Adrian, while he was with charity one on one, said that I'm here for the right reasons because I have a daughter, so I'm not going to waste anybody's time. I'm not here to screw around. But others here are treating it like spring break. Yeah, we get work. And then that's kind of been the theme of these last couple episodes is we got we got some right reasons police happening here. We're, we're, a lot of people are pointing fingers at so, yeah, who, yeah. who or who is not there for the quote unquote right reasons. So, of course, the key term there is spring break. She gets upset. She walks back to the uh, couch yep. and squeezes in and says, look, I'm serious about this. I want to find my husband. Uh, I don't want anyone treating this like a vacation. And, and then gives, <laughs> gives the rose to John. So so we had the first two roses of the season uh, given out to Aaron B., the, the uh, coin flip guy. Yep. And John, half Chinese guy who gave her a fortune cookie in the right. first episode. Yep. Um, now... Um, for whatever reason, I'm looking at the second group date. That doesn't make any sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, um, so what happens is, let's see here. Oh no. Jason's lost his place on the page. I'll no. tell you who wouldn't have this problem. Liz Habib, who used to do Rams post game on channel 11 with Vince Ferragamo. 
Who's hosting that now? Phil Schumann? Who've, who have they brought in? Um, Carlos Amezqua? Is he, <laughs> is he potentially doing it? <laughs> so, so, um, so I, it looks like there's a second group date. And for whatever yeah. reason, I didn't, I don't remember this. It's in downtown LA. Um, our, our girls, Gabby and Rachel. Oh, yeah. Last, yeah, I saw last that. Bachelorette. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Charity actually has the balls to say, Gabby and Rachel are here to give me some pointers. So <laughs> if, if you're if you're keeping score, we texted about this. I forgot. What yeah. are they? What are they giving her pointers yeah. on? How to how to go an entire season? Pick a guy they think is their guy, yeah. only to have the relationships end like a couple weeks after the season. Yeah. Um, bad bad advice givers. You don't want to lean on them. Yeah. Um, but they host a group date where the winner of this contest is going to try to break the bachelor record for a kiss. And they oh, have, fuck this thing. So stupid. They have, they have uh, Gabby saying they're going to try to break the record for the longest kiss in bachelor nation history ever. And it's just that it seems like, like double superlatives there. I don't know. Longest kissed in Bachelor Nation history ever. Um, that creepy dude Joey, the guy that just stares the shit out of charity yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah, the tennis, the t- tennis guy. That's five seven. I never, I never heard of a tennis guy being five seven before. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and and before we move on, I I I, w- I find the longest kitch kiss in Bachelor history to be much more offensive. Then that one time they gr- they crowned that one girl the greatest athlete <laughs> in Bachelor history because <laughs> she did yeah. an obstacle course a little bit better than everyone else. She beat six other people during her season, and all of a sudden she was the greatest athlete in the history of the Bachelor. I think yeah. she was like an NCAA sprinter or something. Yeah. So it, she probably was the greatest athlete, but it wasn't. It wasn't a very uh, well. Uh, it wasn't a very academic race or whatever i don't know um but you you took offense to the actual contest to become the guy that she could break the record with disgusting they had to show charity how they kissed disgusting with other hands and or the microphone yes it was yes they they were filleting things they were filleting their own hand they're like, let me watch me watch me suck off this microphone. I'm like, look, this is not a good demonstration. I and I would, were I these guys, I would protest and be like, no, this is gonna not make me look good. I'm not gonna try to look bad in front of a chick I really want to make out with. Oh man, um, so cre- creepy Joey, the tennis pro. He wins, and then yeah. they make out. I think it's for four minutes and twenty five seconds. So they they too set long the record yeah. for the longest kiss in Bachelor Nation history ever yep. uh, at four twenty five, whatever that means. So back at the mansion, all the dudes are saying we did this contest, and we had to sit there and watch oh, yeah. Charity yeah. break a record for kissing Joey. Br- uh, Braden's like, I don't want to hear that. Braden's like he's he's having a little uh yeah a little a little shit fit here yeah. 
And he's like, I could never watch that. I could never stand for that. Yeah. And I have a problem with that. And I'm I'm going to address it with charity. I, I think that's bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's ready to walk. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Tell me. Uh, interesting detail yeah. about Joey, who won the uh, first kiss. But over uneaten food, he doesn't have any trauma. This guy tells a story that I don't think anybody has told on this show before. No, I mean, it's, it's totally unique. He says his dad and mom aren't together, <laughs> but his dad and mom are very good friends. At some point during Joey's childhood, his dad came out as gay. Oh, that's cool. And so his dad's gay and his yep. mom is like his best friend still. That's great. And, and they still like raise, raise their, uh, mm-hmm. him and his siblings, like yeah. they're regular human beings. Yep. So, um, well, yeah. So it's cool. That's great. Uh, and Joey's a tennis pro. So he fucks a lot. So it's like <laughs> everything worked out. Um, so Braden says, I'm going to grill charity. And if she doesn't give me the answers, I want yep. over this whole kissing thing. I'm walking. So um, Braden's pretty good at being on TV. He wears the long earrings. You know, he's got a look, so he's memorable. Like I don't know about you. I'm a big UFC guy. I follow the UFC, and all the guys could run together. So a lot of them try to set themselves apart by having crazy hair or whatever. It's like you got to have a certain look. And Braden's done that. He goes, I don't want to look like the rest of these dudes, so I'm going to wear long feathered earrings, which. My girlfriend, I pointed out to her, and she was repulsed by it. And she said, don't ever show me that again. They're the fourth set of earrings he's had in yep. two episodes. Yeah, like he's he, had a bunch, yeah. They're long and flashy earrings every scene. Yep. So um, Jesse comes to the couch with all the dudes and is like, hey, guys. Good, good news and bad news. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the bad news is that there's not going to be a cocktail hour. The good news is that Charity's coming over in her bathing suit, and you guys are going to have a barbecue. Where have I heard that before? It's got to be the first time they've ever done this. <laughs> Pool party? Are you crazy? Oh, what are the man. odds? Also, yeah. Jesse Palmer, it should be noted, much more iconic sports broadcaster than Liz, Liz Habib. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. he's, you know, he's, you know, he worked for ESPN. He had, he had a yeah. real job. Um, so Braden takes Charity aside and like he didn't, he didn't really mince words. He's like, "Look, I'm actually, I have a lot of doubt about your character." He actually said that. Um, well, this is what he said: "I actually have a lot of doubt about your character to some degree." <laughs> yes, <laughs> walking it back a little bit. I get it. <laughs> In the same sentence, uh, a lot of doubt to some degree. Um, so he, he's like, "I heard what happened on the date." I mean, you you making a bunch of your guys you're dating watch you kiss a guy for four and a half minutes. That's that's pretty that's pretty shitty. Yeah, is what he said. And like, instead of getting all offended, she's like, I didn't even think of it that way. Like, you're right. And he somehow fucking talks his way out of this. And they're hugging by the end of the date. And she calls him vulnerable and honest. Yeah. Um. Adrian goes to her next. Adrian is the first rival of Braden and says, that guy's not here for the right reasons. And, and Adrian starts playing the, the very common, I'm the only one here being honest. 
card. That's right. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the good guy. I'm going to tell the truth. And Braden told the entire group that he questions your character. So charity yeah. for, yeah. for whatever reason, even though she was just told by Braden to her face that he questions her character, she was all stunned by that news that Braden thinks that her, her character is questioned. Yeah, no, I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. And yeah, this even is, though he this, just said that to her. Yeah. And this is the first time in four hours that that exact same thing happens where Braden tells her things to her face, but it's only when a, a tattleteller tells her what he thinks that she gets offended at. Right. Of course. So anyways, because then someone else knows it. You know, it's it's not just between the two of you, even though there's cameras there. It's when a third person knows what the first person said. The second person often will have a different reaction because they've become embarrassed by their reaction to the first person. You know what? My uh, super hot girlfriend, Christina, basically said the same thing. It's it's not that Brayden thinks that of her. It's that he told all the other dudes and they all heard about it. And that's what she's offended by. It's still pretty odd to me. But anyways, um, you know, tell me if you've heard this one before. But okay. um, Jesse comes out and says, you know, Charity is so upset by this new information, even though yeah. it was old information, that yeah. she's canceled the barbecue. Oh, yeah. And, of course, yeah. you've got all these yeah. dudes that are pissed off because they don't they didn't get the time with her. And they're pissed off at Braden for being the asshole. Yep, yep. Blah blah blah. Yep. So, um, so we go to the rose ceremony. Yep. Um, and the big question is whether or not Braden gets the rose. Um, the people that advance, Dotton, uh, the seven foot black guy, he advanced. Tanner, he's white because his name's Tanner. Um, Caleb B, the wrestler, gets through. Some guy named Warwick that we haven't even seen or heard from, he gets through. Michael, random black guy, gets through. Sean, um, pretty white guy, gets through. Xavier, the dodgeball pro, gets through. Yep. Aaron S is an old white guy. He's like 28 going on 43. He got through. James, some forgettable white guy, gets through. Adrian who's the villain in this, he survives. He's the father uh, who, who thinks Braden's here for the wrong reasons. And the final rose goes to Braden. Braden gets through to the next episode. And at that point, he just starts talking shit about Adrian having his name in his mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want somebody's name, your name in somebody's mouth. Now, this is when we make the turn. The start of the next episode, um, they have Caleb on camera saying that it's down to 14 dudes, fresh start. Um, he, this is what he said. I don't know. It's tough seeing five guys go home last night. Yeah. Why was it tough seeing five guys go home last night? You, you're there to get yeah. married and to trim this thing down to you, one. Why yeah, would you, you want be- the most guys to go home yeah. every single fucking day? You want there to be the least amount of guys there. Cause then you have better odds. Do, have they not, do not discuss odds with these guys. And this, this is the problem with this show. This is why 
the the bachelorette is so much worse than the bachelor is because the the bachelor those chicks are out for fucking blood. They want to get rid of you. They know what they're doing. They want to get the most possible screen time. They want to be one of the last couple there and and accelerate their chances of being an inf- influencer. These guys are like they just want to fucking throw the football around. They're like, "Oh man, that guy he he was holding my feet when I did sit-ups. Now who now who's going to do it?" You know? It's just like <laughs> they just want to bro down because they're stupid. Um, and Dotton, who's a nice guy, tall African dude, he says, um, hopefully all that drama with Braden is behind us. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, here I have a just a word for you, Dotton. It's the producer's job to make sure that isn't behind you. It the drama is still there. It's and it's gonna continue. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. So um, good luck with that. Um, Charity walks in with a bunch of dudes. And this, here's the Gen Z term. She tells all the guys that every decision she makes moving forward is going to be very intentional. Yeah. That seems to be a Gen Z thing. I don't remember growing up with this term that your decisions, Brian, are very intentional. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. As opposed to all the accidental decisions that all the other people from past generations have been making. Like, yeah, just accidentally decided to work in finance. Um, So um, another great one here is that Charity, as she tells them that the decisions she's going to be making are intentional, she says, as you guys know, I love the beach. Yeah. So how do they know that, by the way? Um, yeah, I guess this was something that she she uh, told everybody. That was after she said, I can't do this anymore. And pauses. Yeah. In Los Angeles. Oh, this is and great. Like, oh, this is great. Oh. Yes. I love I love that they put so much less budget into the bachelorette <laughs> than they do the bachelor. I love this part. So so she's like, as you guys know, I love the beach. So you're thinking the Bahamas, like somewhere yes. in the Caribbean, yes. maybe, maybe the south of France. Yes. Uh, and she goes, we are going to Oceanside, <laughs> California. <laughs> oh, for man. those for, for people that are not familiar or have not spent time in Southern California, Oceanside, don't let the name fool you. And, and uh, no, I mean, no, it's, it's, it's beside an ocean. It's, it's very near an ocean. It's near an ocean. It is. It's a dump next to an ocean. Like it's, it's, I mean, it's on the come. It's on its way up. It's definitely better than it used to be, but it's a, a military enclave next to the ocean. It's somewhere that no one goes on vacation. It's no no one plans a trip to Oceanside. There's not. I mean, there's hotels there, but they're seedy. 
There's no like resorts in Oceanside. This is actually crazy. Um, I mean, if you if you were to do a list of beachside yeah. uh, communities in Los Angeles, yeah. I don't think Oceanside makes the top fifty. But if it yeah. did, yes, it well, would because be, it's in San Diego. Do you think that would be more maybe. of a recent? Yeah, <laughs> but if it made the top fifty, it yeah. would be right right under Oxnard. Yeah. <laughs> It's yes, it's about on that level yeah. of Oxnard. Yeah, I would say that. So, um, so they're going to Oceanside, and even <laughs> even the people that are charged with getting B roll and coverage, you know, because obviously the city of Oceanside ponied up and said, "We're yeah. going to give you hotel rooms, yeah. uh, make us look good." Like yeah. the people in charge of making them look good. It was tough. Yeah. There's not a lot of great looks. Um, it's tough. Yeah. So what happens is she tells the dudes they're going to Oceanside. And then she's like, but one of you right now is going to get into a helicopter this with me mental. and fly there. Yeah. The rest of you are going to get on the five freeway in a bus. Yeah. And, it, and it's 90 degrees out. Yeah. Um, she picks our guy, Braden, yep. to get in a helicopter and go to Oceanside. Yeah. Now, Braden's from San Diego. He is. So very much knows knows this. They're flying over downtown San Diego. Yeah, yeah. well past Oceanside. Oceanside is yeah. the northernmost city in San Diego. Yeah. And um, and Braden's like, hey, there's downtown San Diego. That's Petco Park. That's where the Padres play. Yeah. And he said – how cool would it be if we just uh, drop right in the middle of yeah. Petco Park? Yeah. And what happens next? They drop down at a park right next to Near Petco it. Park. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that was kind of cool. They landed in San Diego. You never catch me on a helicopter. Although it is kind of weird that they were like drinking champagne on the helicopter. And then as soon as they landed, they just went for a random makeout. <laughs> I think it. The amount of toasts that happen on the show is just ridiculous. So because they have champagne on the helicopter, they need a toast. So uh, watching how, um, I guess, unimaginative people are at toasting, they have to do it everywhere. So she, of course, says something very cliche, like, here's to greater heights with, uh, you know, see how far we could take this. Um, She does tell the camera that one of the reasons she chose Braden is because she has her Red flags have been raised with her, and she doesn't want to ignore red flags like she has in previous relationships. So she wants to see if these red flags are uh, valid. So anyways, they have this juxtaposition where Braden and Charity are enjoying this helicopter ride to Petco Park, and they have a date in Petco Park. It's just them and the Padre mascot. And then they keep going back to the bus yeah. where these guys are in L.A. traffic and yeah. five freeway traffic and yeah. it's hot and they're sweaty and it looks disgusting. I, I did um, have I did have one I did have one um, issue that I saw there. Yeah. The um, the what's the pottery mascot? The fearless friar. No. What's he called? The f- something friar. Yeah. Something the, friar. Yeah. The, I mean, they do. The Padres do have a pretty cool ma- mascot and pretty cool gear, but they. They had something like on the scoreboard that was just swinging fryer. The swinging fryer. That's it. That's it. They had something on the scoreboard that just actually stunned me and and caused me a little bit of rage. It said, it said, 
America's number one ballpark. <laughs> like by what metric? Yeah. How it's not number one in attendance. It's not the oldest. It's not the newest. It's not the number one anything. It, there's nothing number one about it. It's kind of cool. I've been there. I like it. It's not Dodger Stadium. It's not even close. It doesn't have anywhere near the energy of Dodger Stadium. What well, like what are they talking about number one? That's like me saying you're listening to the number one podcast right now. I think they meant number one in San Diego County. <laughs> it said America's. America's yeah. number one ballpark. How? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I can't I can't disagree with any of that. Okay. Um so they're they have a date on the in the grass area at Petco and they got like the the flying fryer or whatever, swinging fryer is like is like pitching to them soft toss. Um, and then, you know, of course, Braden's teaching her how to hold a bat. But once you see him actually swing the bat, you say to yourself, yeah. he has no right teaching anybody yeah. how to swing a bat. Um, <laughs> he, <laughs> he he makes contact on one of the soft tosses yeah. that the Padre tosses to him. Yeah. And for whatever reason, they celebrate it as a home run. <sighs> I don't know how it was a home run or how far it went. I mean, did it go out of the infield? Was, yeah. Like, what was the trajectory yeah. on it? They didn't show it. That's oh, the yeah. thing. They didn't show yeah. the distance. They just showed him swing yeah. and make contact. Then they had home run on the on the scoreboard. Yeah. And then Charity got up and, and danced and hugged him and said, home run. I, I, I don't know. what. Yeah, according to what was <laughs> a, uh, a home run. So, um Back at the uh, at the hotel, by the way, the dudes finally made it to Oceanside, and it's a very pedestrian-looking hotel. But of course, they had dudes jumping on beds. Uh, this was so cool. Um, they had to go on the balcony and scream charity. That they had to do that, and then they were uh, got the group car. Now, mm-hmm. here's the key with the group car, Brian. I didn't. I don't know if you know this or if our listeners know this. Whoever isn't mentioned on the group card is going to go on the one-on-one date. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you don't want to be on the group date. Yeah. They so they have to have a couple guys that are real passionate about not hearing their name, or yeah. they're going to be really pissed because having that one-on-one time with charity is important. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It's one thing to have a group date, but being able to do a one-on-one, that's that's important. So you don't want to hear your name mentioned. Well, everybody's name is mentioned except for this guy named Warwick, who has had zero camera time almost. And even the guys to themselves say, Warwick hasn't really said a word on this trip. Um, he's like an attractive-looking, I want to say he's kind of a mix of white, white Asian mix kid is is attractive looking kid. But um, so Warwick gets the one-on-one date at the end of the episode and they get the group date, which is a Barbie movie related group date that I'll get to shortly. A lot of wigs. Uh, It's, it's, it's it's a horrible group date. Um, They have to sing. Yeah. And, but they have to finish up the Braden date. Okay. Yep. Um, Braden, Tells her point blank. I hate the fact that you're seeing other guys on the stage, yeah. on the show. Yep. I it it bothers me. It pisses me off. 
I don't know if I can handle it anymore. It's a challenge for me to to put up with it. Now, the I guess the the normal reaction from the viewers was, why did you sign up for a show where you're going to compete with thirty other dudes for one for one person? If this bothers you so much, and at some point in this episode, he gets around to kind of arguing, uh, kind of uh, explaining that it's like I knew what I signed up for, but I didn't know how much it would Im- mm-hmm. impact me. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's a very like a, uh, it's a very honest response. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to intellectually accept that you're going to go on a game show and compete against thirty guys, but. Yep. You don't know how it's going to impact you until you get there. I don't know. I don't know how honest it is, but it's the right play where he's like, I'm so into you that I'm disgusted that all these other guys are here. (laughs) Right. And people are accusing me of being here for the, not the right reasons, but I'm so here for the right reasons that I hate that there's any other guy that's coming near you and touching you (laughs) smart. It's a smart move. Um, so over uneaten food, he talks about how he's been cheated on. In the last relationship oh, yeah. he was cheated on, and um, warning for a, another Gen Z term here, that him being cheated on made him feel invalidated. <laughs> also, Braden is twenty four. So if you're if you're twenty four. You've been cheated on and you've cheated on people and it doesn't count. It doesn't, you haven't, you haven't matured enough to be beyond the just cheating on everybody's stage. So if you're 24 and you go, Oh, I've been cheated on, you're, you're just, it, it yeah. doesn't count. You're not allowed to be mad about it because it, it just doesn't matter because you, you don't exist yet. It's much more of an exception to not be cheated on. Of by course. 24. Of course. And if you don't think you've been cheated on, you, you have. have, you of just course. didn't know you were getting cheated on. Of course. So, um, so yes, that's a good point. Uh, but he did feel invalidated, uh, Brian. Mm-hmm. And every time that's, that's very bitch. Sorry, sorry, Braden, but be a man. Every time that he sees dudes with her, he says he revisits oh, yeah. that trauma. <laughs> he yeah. revisits the trauma yeah, of being trauma. cheated on. So, oh uh, my god, he pulls out one of the all timers here, man. We've been yeah. watching this show for a long time, and uh, you know the theme of Charity Braden is. At every turn, some dude is telling her Braden is not here for the right reasons. Some dude is telling her that the guy is is he's a red flag, and she kind of continues to ignore that advice and keeps keeps going on. Well, so she has a lot of issues with what he's explaining to her. Like, so is he telling me that he's not going to be able to do this? Yeah. But to answer all of her questions, Brian. Yes. He he takes out a baseball over uneaten food and signs it for her. And what is she what does he write on the no, baseball that no. that resolves all of her questions about him? What? I didn't see Charity. <laughs> and and what the next five words um actually you know what you should put the the, the title of this podcast is oh. within is within this phrase. So okay. listen closely. Okay. Charity, comma, you are worth trying for. So worth trying for. That should be the name of the podcast. I don't know if you can say, if you could uh, give a more lukewarm. Yes. 
message to a woman. <laughs> Not, like change trying to dying. You know? Like that's like you want you want to get you want to go you want to go from the Sahara to the to the the mighty Nile River immediately. You want to be have it be like Niagara Falls you'd be like, "Hey, get somebody get me a raft in here." I just told this chick she's worth dying for. But he's like, "Hey, Charity, you're worth trying for." And she's like, "What?" What's that even mean? Like, that's nothing. You just said nothing. Like, everybody's worth trying for, for a little bit. Keep in mind, you know, in our generation, coaches would say this, or if you were in the military, this is a common refrain. If you're told to do something and your response is, I'll try. I'll try. (laughs) That's not acceptable. (laughs) You're going to, you do, you don't try. You're going to do it. Yeah. Um, but he writes it on a baseball. Hey, hey, Jason, to quote Yoda, do or do not, there is no try. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So even Yoda knew. And I don't think I don't think he was crushing much butt. I mean, look at him. Yeah. So, He's a puppet. <laughs> yeah. So the entire viewer viewership, the entire audience is thinking the same thing. Like He's he's basically telling her he's not going to be able to do this. He's given her every indication that that this isn't for him. This format isn't for him, and it's just going to be a pain in the ass. And then he gives her a ball that says something like, you're not trying for, and the whole viewership is like, oh, shit. That means she's not going to give him a rose That's because, right. I mean, the, who? Yeah. He's, giving her, he's given her every indication and her answer to the yeah. entire thing on camera is, um, "That's all I needed to hear." Yeah. Also, he's wearing women's earrings, and uh, and earlier he's like, "Yeah, I thought." I, oh, at the barbecue, he's like, "Thought I'd break out the velvet because he was wearing a velvet shirt." And I'm like, "Oh, this this poor woman's vagina has, is completely out of moisture. It's not you've you've dried her up for for the next hundred years, yeah. you monster." But. Um, you're worth trying for is quote unquote by charity. All I needed to hear. Yes, yeah. She didn't need and much. She, she gives him a rose. Yeah. Um, there could not be a more lukewarm, iffy uh, bachelor candidate. And she's like, I got it. So if you're keeping score, at least two guys have told her that you got to watch out for this guy. Braden himself has told her, I'm not really into this. This sucks, but you're worth trying for, uh, but I'll try. And she's like, you're in. You got a rose. So, um, <laughs> Brayden's yeah. got a rose. Yeah. Um, the the group date here in the final portion of uh, of the show is that JoJo and Jake Rogers make a reappearance. Um, Wait, Jake Jake Rogers is Aaron Rogers' brother. Wait, hold on, hold on. I feel like his name is not Jake. It's Taylor. It is. I think so. What the hell are you talking about? Aaron Rodgers' brother. I don't think his name is Jake. Oops. Okay. So <laughs> clean that up and edit. Also, uh, JoJo, what's going on with her face? She looks different. I was a huge JoJo fan back in the day. Hold on. Aaron Rodgers' brother. Look, because I could be wrong here. Aaron Rodgers' brother. I just typed in. Jordan. See, <laughs> Jordan. You I'm called sorry. him Jake. I said Taylor. Okay. Jordan Rogers, you were you were definitely more the millennial name than than mine. So uh, yeah, it, that's true. It is Jordan, and he's the brother of Aaron, 
From, uh, and he did. I don't think he. God damn it! I can't remember. Was he a member? Was he a contestant on the Bachelorette that was chosen by JoJo? Yeah, he won the Bachelorette. For whatever reason, I thought he was the Bachelor, but no, no he was he the won. Bachelorette. Okay, he won okay. the Bachelorette, and he's married okay. to JoJo. Okay, so they're still together. Yep. Um, which is an upset, by the way, because really I remember is. a theme of of that season was we were convinced that Jordan was the gay brother of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, um, yes. So, you know. And then, then we learned it's the other way around, or allegedly. <laughs> and and who knows, you know. Who Not knows? me. But, um, so JoJo and, and Jordan act like they're trying out to be the host of The Bachelor, and they're, yeah. they're saying, uh, hey, dudes, um, what you're going to do today is, because the movie Barbie is coming out, yep. and Margot Robbie and uh, Ryan Gosling – laughed out loud at us when they when we asked him to come on the show um you got jojo and jordan rogers That's telling right. you that you're gonna dress up as ken doll and you're gonna fucking sing yep. to charity in your own words but here's the key brian yep they write their own lyrics but they have to sing to the song of Cindy Lauper's "Girls Just Want to Have Fun" on stage, yeah. yeah, and the crowd that watches this sham is Disgusting. not insignificant. Yeah. It's a massive crowd yeah. in Oceanside. Yeah. There's nothing to do. It's it's all it's yes. all it's all military wives out there and children. And we're talking thousands of people in the crowd, yeah. and they're they're doing karaoke versions of "Girls Just." just want to have fun. They're dressed up as Ken dolls. And it's just like, I'm a guy who enjoys karaoke. I like karaoke. I wa- like watching it, but I was, this was about well, you, as you sing Pearl as you get. Everyone knows you sing, you sing. Yes. You, everyone's like, is that, is Eddie Vedder here at this bar right now? And they go, Oh yes. no, it's Jason Stewart over there. Yes. Yeah. I've, I've done my share of Eddie Vedder, but like this to me was cringy. It was disgusting. Um, a pretty boy named Sean, we haven't heard much about him, but he tells everybody that this was right up his alley, that mm-hmm. he's been told that he looks like Ken. Oh, from, Sean's from super gay, by the way. Very, very pretty. Yes. He's, very he's pretty. got highlights. He's got highlights. He's very yeah. a fet. He has and, a He has a three o'clock shadow. And he he's really proud of his lyrics. Um because I guess he, I guess at the limo night he he brought out a putting green and they made a putt, and he included this in his lyrics. Like that was a very powerful moment. Yeah. Um. So, Sean performs the song, and everybody loves it. Um. The guy named Caleb, our our uh. College baseball playing oh, yeah. pro wrestler. Yeah. I guess he's like a trained country singer. He's he saying he's there. saying pretty well. Is there anybody that's got less of a chance to win the show than Caleb, by the way? Right. I mean, I get that he's there, but he's talk about right reasons. Like this guy's not winning the bachelor, but he's good at dodgeball and he can sing country. He's showing off all of his talents. Yeah. Absolutely. Um yep. so he's got a pretty good voice, but she doesn't pick him. This guy named Dotton. The seven foot black guy, I yeah. was embarrassed for him because 
they had him as Space Ken. Yeah. And he's a seven foot black guy and he yeah. put him in blonde hair. I, it was just ugh. I would feel bad for Dotton, except on the first episode, he's like, yeah, all my friends tell me I'm so hot and I'm the life of the party. I'm the most fun guy in the world. And I was like, oh, this guy's a douche. So I, I, I have no <laughs> I, I have no empathy for Dotton in his situation. I think you're confusing Dotton for someone else. Dotton oh. is a very humble. No, he, well, uh, he wasn't at the beginning. Spoken. He wasn't at the beginning. He's very tall. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this guy, Sean wins, whatever that means. The gay guy, the winner gets to spend a little bit extra time with her. And then they go to the pier and they make out. Um, now Sean's really feeling himself because at the cocktails that night, you have the dude sitting on the couch and then, um, somebody gets up and, and takes charity. And then Sean walks into the cocktail hour kind of late in the game yep and he's singing his lyrics to his song that he won with um something about pit, pit, uh, like, i love in penis in my yeah. mouth like stuff like that because I, I could he's see him singing, singing the lyrics kind of to, to the song that he won with oh and mm-hmm. that pisses off all the guys like yeah. it went over like a, a uh, like a brick and this guy Aaron S, who's twenty eight, going on like forty three, yeah. white guy. Yeah. Oh, he's he gets, a firefighter. He gets really pissed off. Yeah. He's like, he's like, dude, were you an only child? Uh, oh no, he's Aaron S is a real right reasons cop. He's yeah. fucking. He's a sh- just pointing fingers at everybody. Right reasons. Right reasons. He's like the right reasons police out there. But to his credit, I like. I kind of like the way he put the kid in his place. He's yeah. like, were you an only child? Yeah. He's like. The way you came in here, man, have a piece of humble pie. Yeah. Act like you've been there before. Mm-hmm. That, that's a, that's great advice. That's great yeah. advice. Yeah. But um, but Sean's like, have you seen my highlights? Like, of course, I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to be drawing attention to myself here. Also, the jacket he was wearing like this guy is he looks he looks like um have you ever seen Behind the Candelabra with uh and it's Michael yes, Keaton? He's yes. Liberace, he's Liberace and his boyfriend Matt Scott Damon. his Matt has boyfriend Matt Damon Scott Thorson. Sean the, on The Bachelor has strong Scott Thorson vibes. Scott Thorston, you knew his name? Scott Thorston, yeah. He's the one that that Lee Baracci made get surgery so he could look more like Lee Baracci. And just an, another just random note, yeah. Thurston was also involved in the Wonderland yeah. murders. It's Thorson, Scott Thorson. Total, I mean, one of the most random characters in the American lexicon yes. involved in the Wonderland murders. Oh, was he? And a lover of, of yeah, Liberace. Yeah. Just, just a fascinating guy. Yes. Um, Great movie, by the way. If you have not seen that miniseries, Behind the Candelabra, it's on your HBO Max right now. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. That's great. It's really good. Um, Charity says to the camera while she's talking to these dudes at the uh, cocktail hour, connections are definitely being furthered. Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever said that ever. So connections cryptic. are being furthered. So cryptic. Yeah. 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 Look, um, look, what the, here's the big, here's the big takeaway from this. And I know this isn't popular to say, but Ch- Charity brings nothing to the show. She's she's she has no gravitas, you know, I just I didn't I didn't like her as a choice. She seems very nice. She's obviously very pretty. She has a close relationship with her brother. 
But that's that's the big takeaway for me. I don't see anybody really having any kind of connection with charity. And it's not just the guys. Like, look, the guys are weak. They're pathetic. But charity just she she brings nothing to the table, in my opinion. This um, the first six hours of the season has basically centered around three dudes and yes. her. And the rest have just been kind of, uh, you know, wallpaper. They're, but, they're uh, grasping. They're grasping. They got to find something interesting. And they're got, they go, well, at least this guy um, has two giant crucifix earrings on. Like, we'll just put the camera on him for a while and tell him to say some shit. Like, because there's just nothing happening this season. And it's not going to get better as more people go away. They try to have him have this fight with... Who's the other guy that got kicked off? Spoiler, Adrian. They're like, hey, let's have this fight with Adrian. And just nothing really happened with it. This, they got to they gotta find something somewhere at some point. You're right. Yeah. Um, so ab- after the cocktail hour, she ends up giving her rose to Dotton, yep. uh, tall yep. black guy. Okay, yep. so Dotton's got a rose. And now the one of the strangest dates we've ever seen on this show happens. Um, Warwick. A guy who hasn't had any FaceTime, and that even his his fellow contestants are like, we know nothing about this guy. He doesn't say a word. Yeah. Um, they go to Belmont Park, I guess, which is kind of their like Santa Monica Pier Carnival down in Oceanside. Um, yeah. Yes. And you, you can tell, you know, as somebody who's been on a dating reality show, these things go pretty late into the day, late into the night, and in order to close down a carnival. That probably means they started this date at like two in the morning. Yes. Um, yep. And Warwick is one of those children who, like, once it reaches a certain part of the day, he's completely useless. Like, he's not one of these people that can man up and stay up and be alert and drink some coffee. Like, as soon as he's done, he's done. We we all kind of have those people in our lives. So they start doing carnival stuff way after midnight. And this guy's like yawning his way through the date and they show some like awkward edits where she's trying to talk to him and he's giving her one word answers and she's like frustrated. And, um, and so (laughs) they they go to him and they're like, yeah, I think charity and I have made a pretty good connection, but um, carnival rides make me tired is what he says. Um, they go to uneaten food, which I'm shocked that this date got to the, the part where they go to uneaten food. And she's trying yeah. to ask him about yeah. his, his previous relationships. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy was like, yeah, I've had a couple, you know, they were cool until he's, they weren't. He's super dull. Yeah. They eat ice cream. The ice cream looked kind of good, but it was kind of massive. Like it was a lot. It was a lot to invest. It was like a big <laughs> waffle cone with like swirly different colors in it. And I'm like, well, this is just Look, look, I could definitely go to town on that thing, but I, I would be a little embarrassed to go all the way through that giant ice cream. And then, and then, and they're like tonguing this ice cream while they're trying to talk. It was weird. It's one of those things where if you've been on one of these dates, I'm sure there's a ton of downtime and they weren't, they did have to eat these big crisp ice cream yeah. cones. Yep. But the editors needed to creatively show how much of a bore he was. So they really exposed that downtime where they were chomping on ice cream. So he kicks this guy loose because he basically didn't give her any reason to keep him around. 
he's in the limo on the way home or whatever. And they have the producer asking him questions and halfway through an answer, he falls asleep. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. 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 So that's a first. We haven't seen that on this show. A guy just completely sleeping through a date. But again, again, there's so, and I, I don't doubt that um, Warwick is as dull as he seems, but there's no, Charity doesn't wear any of this getting rid of Warwick. And I, I, I predict you're going to see a lot of this through the rest of the season that she's just going to like, these guys are going to do it to themselves and she's not going to have to make any hard decisions to get rid of these people. Right. That's pretty much what it is. So Mm -hmm. the rose ceremony, the final rose ceremony here um, comes down to one basic drama and that's that Braden tells Aaron B, the black guy that uh, that does the coin toss, basically what he told Charity verbatim. Yeah. I'm not comfortable getting engaged to a woman yeah. who just got done dating 30 guys. Like totally. I could see myself maybe dating her yep. after the show, but I don't think I'm comfortable getting down on a knee. Yep. And, of course, that's like – that's super fodder for somebody to be a tattletale. Yep. Um, so what does Aaron do? The second the uh, the cocktail hour starts, he goes and tells Charity that Braden just told her this. The thing is, Braden basically told her that on the one-on-one date, but the baseball that reads you're worth trying for was enough to quell all of those problems. Yep. Um, he tells her basically – Yes, but for whatever reason, Charity is just taken aback by this and shocked that Brayden said this, that she needs to remove herself. Jesse comes in with the old, we're putting an end to the cocktail hour because Charity just received some news. Yeah, bad news. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The news that she already knew all about. Yeah, then there's there's all this tension that she's going to take away Brayden's rose. Can you even do that? I don't think you can do that. That's... Look, we re- we've learned a while back that there are no fucking rules on this show. Who gives a shit about the rules? But Braden has earned a rose. You can't just rescind a rose at the at the rose ceremony, right? So that that's the drama that they play up. Whether or not she'll take the rose back. Now, everybody's pissed at Aaron B. And I, I love this. Aaron basically goes and tells the guys that he's the one who told Charity, and now Charity canceled the cocktail hour, which means. Other guys aren't going to be able to talk to her. That yep. takes time away from them. Yep. They're like, why are you doing this, dude? Why are you making this show about Braden? That sucked. Everyone's getting pissed at, at um, Aaron, including Braden, by the way. Yep. It's like, it's like, why, why exactly are you making this about me? Why are you going to her and talking about me? Very valid points. Yep. Um, and then Braden starts speaking truth that the show doesn't want to hear. Yep. Braden starts yeah. to tell people... Anyone who says at this point, two weeks into meeting someone, it's true that they're ready to get down on a knee at the end of the six weeks of that they're together. Of course, is just lying. Yeah. Like that. That's not. That's disingenuous. And he's twenty four. He's twenty four. Like this is yeah. this is this is wisdom, but it's also common fucking sense that everyone pretends not to have on the show. And he calls out Aaron for like, because Aaron's playing the card of. Um, 
you know, I'm here to protect Charity's feelings because I care about her. Yeah. Like gets up on his high horse and Braden just complete calls bullshit on that. It's like, yeah. what are you talking about protecting her feelings? You're trying to eliminate the biggest threat. Yeah, like, you want to get a rose. Yeah. This is so obvious that you're trying to get me off the show because mm-hmm. you want me off the show. Don't tell me about protecting feelings. Yeah. Team Braden. Completely fucking yeah. calls him out on this shit. So yep. again, by the end of this this episode, I kind of like the stance that Braden takes. Yep. He's he's never been dishonest with her. Yep. And when he tells the guys all this shit, he backs up what he says. Yep. Um, so the main drama is is Braden going to get his rose taken away? He from doesn't. Him? Oh, spoiler alert. Aaron B gets a rose, yep. but Aaron B is in the friend zone now because he's yeah. a narc. Caleb, the wrestler, gets through again. That's right. Because he's good for TV. Xavier, the uh, the guy who knits things for her, he got hit through. He uh, There's a guy that knits? Yeah, he gave her something that he knitted for her on the bust ocean side. Oh uh, strange, strange side story. Oh, my God. Joey, Joey, the eye contact, weird tennis pro guy, he got a rose. Michael, this forgettable black guy, keeps getting through. We got a rose. Uh, mm-hmm. Half Chin- half Chinese guy, John, <laughs> gets a rose. Mm-hmm. Um, Kendall, Sean, the singer, gets a rose. The gay guy, yep. Um, Tanner, Scott Thorson. Tanner's a white guy because his, his name's Tanner. Tanner. You know, he's a white guy. Oh, he looks like a Tanner, yeah, he too. He it. looks like every Tanner you've ever met, yeah. Tanner. So... Um, <laughs> So that's all the roses that are given away, but just but she just kind of walks off, and yeah. the assumed drama is that she's going to go contemplate on whether or not to take away Braden's rose. Yep. Next thing you know, she walks off stage. Jesse comes back. No, no. In front of the guys and says, "Guys, if you didn't get a rose tonight, Charity says thank you for doing it and." You're done. So, in other words, um, she kind of let Jesse do the dirty work yep. and then tell everybody that that Braden is going to be going through. Yep. Um, and Adrian's out. Adrian, the, he's out. He's you out. Know, the, the remember the friend zone usually gets you a rose for one episode. That's right. Then Adrian, he's out the show. He can go be with his daughter. Yep. Uh, some guy named James, the Chicago attorney. He he's out. Another yep. a white guy's out. Aaron tells the camera he's got no regrets about telling Charity because he, quote unquote, is here to protect her, which is bullshit. Yep. Braden motherfucks the guy out the door. Good. um, Previews a bunch of rivalry stuff between Aaron and Braden. It looks like they might even get to the point where they might throw blows. Yeah. There could be some fireworks coming up, Brian, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. What's a lot happening. There's a Scott Thorson lookalike that works out. I forgot. Scott Thorson was the guy. James, the guy that went home, was the guy that was mad at Scott Thorson for getting too much time. I think he doubled up on the group date. Yes. And James is like, hey, what if I don't get any time? And Scott Thorson's like, oh, I'll feel really bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Okay, let's wrap it up there. For Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle from the Lifestyle.com. We will see you next time.
chillin' in the mansion outside's the hot tub We startin' in LA and then we travel the world We toastin' champagne, we got 32 girls Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated We always speculating like you wouldn't believe But I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve So, it's the bachelor lifestyle we livin' in It's the ball of lifestyle we livin' in It's the bachelor lifestyle we livin' in It's the ball of lifestyle the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle lifestyle.